Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. How about that worship? I can't sing that song and not get like wrecked. You know, just putting the phone. And I have this picture in my head, you know, when it talks about in Revelation uh, 3, 3 or 4, I think it's 3. Dwayne would know, but he's not here. Uh, but where they're taking, you know, the father is taking the crown and he places it on the, on the lamb. And the lamb comes and he places it on the heads you know, uh, of the one, you know, uh, of the, the saints, and the saints take it off and they cast it at the feet of the one who sits on the throne, and he takes it and he puts it on the head of the lamb, and the lamb takes it and puts it on the heads of the saints, and you see this, this huge dance of honor, and deferring honor, and you know, one of the things that I love about the kingdom of God is it's not a place where we suck up honor. But it's like we're always giving and yielding and distributing honor. And we never take it for ourselves, but we always give it. So let's honor Jesus with a clap and honor the one who sits on the throne. And to the Lamb forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. We are free because of the work he did. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, it's a privilege to be back with you. I told the first service, it's always good when somebody invites you back. And that door's opened up. And uh, so appreciate and, and uh, Dwayne honoring me by letting me preach when he's not even here. Uh, that's such a big thing uh, for a pastor to do. And he obviously cares and loves you guys. And so it's such a great privilege to be here. Uh, really quick, let me talk about the, just we've got some res- a resource table out there. All of those things are there to equip you to go do the stuff Jesus did. That's the objective. And that's the title of the first book that I wrote, Do What Jesus Did. And that's there. It's demonstrating to you. Jesus didn't come to just show us what he could do as the son of God. He came to show us what we could do. He came as the second Adam to show what the first Adam had given away and to restore that which was lost, which was dominion, power, and authority. And so what Jesus was doing was demonstrating that, and that's, that's what this book is talking about, is stepping out signs and wonders. It's huge and significant. We're going to talk about that today. We have a workbook that goes along with it. This is like going to school to train you in how to step out. I'm only mentioning this stuff because I've only got a short little bit of time with you today, but this will take you further into activating and doing the things that Jesus did. But this is like going to school on how to do that. And then also my last uh, book, Do Greater Things, is out, and it's sort of a part two of Do What Jesus Did. All of these are filled with incredible stories, not just mine, but other people's as well, uh, of, of really stepping out and living a lifestyle of doing all of this. And then also uh, the movie Finger of God 2 we have for you back there. We have, uh, we're going to show a clip from this movie here at the end, and it's going to be, but it's, it's, it's a sequence of the Afghan footage of when I was in Afghanistan training the underground church leaders how to step out into signs and wonders and uh, shows you it's, it's unseen footage. It's been unreleased footage. So you're, you, you've got a special treat for you today. And then we have these cool t-shirts which are there to equip you. How, how many of you know how do you spell faith? R-I-S-K. That's right. And so faith is risk. So we made it into a t-shirt and you want to turn up the risk by cranking up the faith. Faith isn't holding your breath and 
you know, let me hope a miracle pops out. You know, that's not how faith works. It's stepping out and it's taking a risk and watching the Lord show up. And then also we have these take a toll t-shirts, which is basically, I, dear God, I could never fit in that t-shirt. Look how small. That is like a child-sized t-shirt. What is that, like extra small? A small, yeah, there you go. I think I was eight when I could wear that last. Anyway, but uh, these are for small people. We have a special t-shirt. No, we, they have all sizes. But uh, this is take a toll, and it says whenever the enemy attacks us, we're going to go out and heal the sick, bring people to Jesus. Why? Because we don't just sit and take it. We fight back. How do we fight back? By going out and taking ground for Jesus. Again, that's how we put that crown on his head, is by going out and stepping out and speaking into the truth that he's given to us. This is Alyssa. She's my assistant. You keep, Hey, keep this young lady in mind, man. She's... Uh, she was uh, the Billy Graham uh, Award winner at Wheaton uh, College, and sharp, smart young lady. She'll be getting married in the spring, so nobody asked for her number, guys. And she and her uh, husband, then husband are going to do uh, ministry in Jordan and ultimately end up running our schools in Iraq, in the northern part of Iraq for the Iranians. So I love it when smart people give themselves for the kingdom. So it's really, really good when that happens. Um, let me read to you a passage. This passage means a, a lot to me because how many of you know, we as the church, we're not just supposed to be talking the words of Jesus. We're supposed to be doing the works of Jesus. We don't just speak the words, we do the works. Uh, in a lot of the places where I go in the, in the world, I've, uh, I'll be, my family and I next month will be going to Armenia and to, um, to, we're taking the kids, uh, that's, you know, it's a great vacation, go to, our, go to Armenia, and we're going to go to Singapore, and then to uh, uh, Sri Lanka, which, you know, Sri Lanka is, you know, in the top 12 most dangerous countries list, and then uh, all to, we'll, we'll have a short stop there in Sri Lanka, but then uh, go to uh, Islamabad. And so, when you're spending Thanksgiving here, we're going to be spending Thanksgiving in Islamabad. We got you beat, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> So, and we definitely won't be eating bacon there, but we'll be eating turkey. We'll find turkey somewhere there. Uh, but the, uh, one of the cool things about uh, stepping out and doing this is that if we want to see more things happen, we got to be willing to step out. And, and the calling card of God, if you really take a look at it, it's been signs and wonders. How God demonstrates he's, he's present. And think about this. When he goes to approach Pharaoh, when he sends Moses to approach Pharaoh, what does he send him with? Signs and wonders. And signs and wonders are important to the church. It's important that we operate in signs and wonders at whatever level. And you may stop and think, well, I, you know, I don't have the gift of healing. I, here, here's the deal. If you don't have the gift of healing, try on the gift of obedience. Jesus said heal the sick. Ooh, got quiet after that. That <laughs> one right there. If you don't have the gift of healing, try on the gift of obedience. Jesus didn't qualify that statement. He just said go do it. And many people, there's many people in this room with the gifts of healing that don't know you have it because you haven't tried it, you haven't activated it yet. All of you have way more power and authority than you realize and way more power and authority than you're currently using. And you're not waiting on God to give you more. He's waiting on you to activate what he's given you. You have all the ingredients living in you that Jesus had in him. How, what power was he using to, to heal the sick? Holy Spirit. He, he put aside his superhero God powers, came as a normal human being. I said that last time I was here. Put aside, he came as a normal human being and he was empowered by the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that you have. 
And if you have Christ living in you and if you're in relationship with him, then you have him in you. If you don't, stay tuned. And the service is coming. You can change that right now and come into the party that will change your life forever. Uh, but with that power that's in you, the, what we're waiting for is nothing. He's waiting on us to activate what he's given us. How many of you have ever gotten a credit card or a debit card and it says must call or use it in an ATM to activate, right? Now you can have that card and all your money is in the bank, but you don't get to draw off of it until what? You use it. You got to activate it in order to see it happen. And so activation is key in order to see things, you know, take place and happen. And when, I love again, with that, with that story with uh, Moses, you know, God spoke to him and it's really powerful what, what God says to Moses. He says, tell Pharaoh, I am that I am. And basically throughout scripture, you know, Jesus is saying, the Father's saying, I am the one who was, I am the one who is, and the one is still to come. Basically, what that really translates is, I am the God who created this whole thing. I was here at the very beginning. I am the God that will be at the very end, and all of this is sustained by me. And that powerful, almighty God has now broken into your present. When you step out to do signs and wonders, when you step out to share the gospel, you are saying, the God who has created, you cannot call on God and not expect power to show up if you believe he is the creator of the entire universe and he is the one who sustains it and the, the earth is his footstool and ultimately this whole thing, what you see in the book of Revelation, I don't believe it's the destruction of the earth, it's the destruction of Satan's kingdom. It is him coming to destroy the works of the evil one, which was his mission statement, right? And so when you call for God to come, expect something to happen. Expectancy is key in order to see breakthrough take place. A guy by the name of Smith Wigglesworth used to say, the atmosphere of expectancy is the birthing place of the miraculous. And so we expect God to show up. And on the day of Pentecost, which how many of you know that's the birthday of the church, that's when the, and it, have you noticed, you know, it's, Jesus kept saying the comforter, when the comforter comes, when the comforter comes, doesn't that just sound warm and comforting? It just sounds so comforting. But have you noticed the manifestations of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost? They don't look comforting at all. They look kind of scary and terrifying. I mean, a gale force wind ripping through the room. <laughs> fire falling from the ceiling, landing on their heads, cloven tongues of fire. And they erupt in this sort of gibberish to the natural that makes no sense. Yet, other people from other nations can hear perfectly in their own tongue. I mean, that does not make me think of a peanut butter jelly sandwich with a glass of milk sitting in front of a fireplace. I don't think cozy, warm, comforting thoughts at that thing. Yet, power had come. Power had come. And the Holy Spirit comes to release power and to demonstrate power. And in that part of that, in, in part of Peter's message, he says in verse 22 of Acts 2 in the NLT, he says, people of Israel, listen, God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene. By, by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. And if he's in you, we need to activate what he has released to us, which we see throughout the book of Acts. Now, part of my goal and job has been to train up and release that into the underground church throughout the Muslim world. And throughout, uh, not just the Muslim world, but any underground church, any of the underground, I was just in Russia 
And we were, uh, Putin, uh, the president there, had just uh, released these laws that you cannot preach the gospel outside of a church. You cannot give an invitation for salvation outside of the church. I mean, all the Russians were like, they said, Russia is back to being a closed country to the gospel now. And and, 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 And let me tell you, that is true. But listen to me. The Red Army is rising. Yeah, somebody got it. I'm not talking about the red army of communism. I'm talking a red army drenched in the blood of Jesus Christ that is going out with fire and power and they will take over that nation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the new red army and that's the red army I was ministering to. And it was so powerful seeing them. We we had a big gathering. We were sending people out on the streets. The testimonies that were coming back were just off the charts. We're in Siberia and then down uh, closer to Kazakhstan in the southern part. It was incredible just the stuff that the Lord was doing that we were seeing and these guys bravely stepping out and they were like we've been under these laws before we ignore them and we just advance the kingdom because our king is king of Putin and our king is king of every ruler of every nation all over the world and I'm like amen and we believe that too and so it's so powerful to see and then we culminated with having a we were at like a civic center where we had 2,000 people gather and they were warning me beforehand, if you give a call of salvation, you know, there's, there's, uh, there, there's actually government spies that are here. You know, you could be arrested and thrown in jail, but I was like, I've been arrested in, in, in Russia before. I've been in jail in Russia before. I've been there, done that. I can do it again. I'm not afraid of that. And they get up, and, and so we get, I, st- I, I got up, and I started to do a sort of a pseudo call by sharing my mom's story about her stepping in the basket. Some of you know that. And then I stopped and I said, forget it. I said, if you want to accept Jesus Christ and give your life to him and him live in you, come down right now. We had 200 people come. The the organizers were freaking out. (laughs) And one of the pastors, Mikael, he's looking at me. His eyes are huge and he comes running up. And I'm like, I got 45 seconds before he gets up on the stage. And I said, come and accept Jesus. Come." (laughs) And he's not coming to stop it. He's just wanting to make sure that I understand the price that I'm paying. And uh, he steps out and he says, he goes, let me pray for them. Let me do the prayer part because I'm a registered pastor by the government. And I said, okay. I said, just don't compromise the thing. He goes, don't worry, I won't. And he didn't, but he steps up and he looks and he turns around and he looked at one specific person and he turns around and his eyes were huge and he looks at me and I won't say whether or not there was a possible one of the spies there that came up for the call. <laughs> so, you know, just when you try to play it safe, don't. Go all in because you don't know who you're going to see that's going to come and totally be transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. I've seen that happen in Iran with, uh, you know, government spies that are there as tour guides. Those are the first people you want to pray for. And that way you have less trouble throughout the rest of your trip. So, anyway, it's amazing. Um, let's do this. Let's do some activation. Can we do that? Is that okay? This section's excited about that? (laughs) Let it spread to the rest. (laughs) Okay. So here's the deal. If you have pain in your back, especially the lower part of your back where it's hard to bend or anything, if you're in pain in the lower part and you're in pain now, raise your hand. In pain now, raise your hand. Okay. Do me a favor. If If you've got your hand raised, stand up if you would. All right. Seeing those in the balcony. Oh, you? You got pain in your back? It's hurting, it's hurting now. Cool. 
Somebody lay hands on her. Anybody who is, um, any, that, that, that wasn't just gestures, that was actual sign language. <laughs> Anybody who, is, um, who is, uh, is sitting beside you, you don't have, uh, you, you've never prayed for anybody and seen them healed, do me a favor, reach over and put your hand on one of these guys right now. If you've not prayed for anybody and ever seen them healed, just put your hand on them, reach over. Don't let anybody be standing alone. Okay, you guys are just obviously in a circle of strong faith, just somebody reach over and pray for Don't let anybody be standing by themselves. If you're receiving prayer, don't touch anyone. If you're, if you're receiving prayer, don't touch anyone, but if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you need healing your back, has anybody got their hand on you? Yeah, okay, great. Somebody, somebody reach over. Don't let anybody be standing in the balcony too. Don't let anybody stand alone. Okay, you guys who, who are touching them, repeat after me. Father, I thank you for healing power. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command all pain to get out. I command this back to be healed, muscles relax, any pulled muscles be repaired, vertebrae line up now, all pain get out, be healed now for the glory of Jesus Christ, in Jesus name, amen. Okay, you guys who are touching them. Have a seat. You guys who had pain in your back, check your back. If your pain level before was a 10, whatever you were feeling before was 10, zeros, no pain. If you are 8 or lower, if you were started at 10, but you're 8 or lower, wave your hands at me. Keep waving them until I see them. 8 or lower. Okay? All right? If you're five or lower, wave your hands at me. If you're three or lower, wave your hands at me. If you're now at a zero, wave your hands. Counting about seven people. Okay. You guys who are at, you're at zero. If you're at zero, have a seat. Okay? And you guys who are praying for him, reach over to the ones who are, who are still standing and pray for, pray for him again. If you still have pain, there, uh, stay standing and we want to pray for you again. Mark chapter 8, how many times did Jesus pray for the blind man? Twice. If he gets two, how many do we get? Hundred. Let's pray again. All right? Repeat, repeat after me. Father, I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of infirmity. And I break its hold now. Get off of them. In Jesus' name, I command this pain to get out. I command all restriction of movement to go. Back be healed now for the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys sit down. Okay. Now, check your backs. You guys who are, who are getting prayer, check your back. It bends. If you had problems bending, check really good with bending. 
move and check, okay? Now, if you're at uh, like seven or lower, wave your hands at me. If you're at seven or lower, wave your hands at me, okay? If you're lower than five, wave your hands at me, okay? If you're a zero, wave your hands at me, if it's all gone. Okay, you guys that are a zero, have a seat again. Can we do it one more time? Am I boring you? If, we're, if I'm boring you, I'll read you the book of Numbers. That's your choice. That's your alternative right now. Are you learning anything? And notice this, we're not asking God to come and touch them. You know why? Because asking Jesus to come and heal somebody is like you asking your boss to do your job for you. Jesus said heal the sick. He didn't say call for me to come heal the sick. All that authority, Jesus says all authority's in me. I'm in you. Activate it. Activate it. And listen, when you pray for people and they get healed, don't say, oh, I didn't do anything, it wasn't me. Stop saying that because it's not true. You obeyed. And you activated the power. When Peter and John were saying that at the gate beautiful, they weren't saying we didn't do it. They said, if you think we did this by our own power, you're wrong. They did something. They obeyed. They followed through. They took a risk. But they recognized they did it with the power of Jesus Christ, which is the power we do it with. Okay? So guys, touch these guys one more time. All right? Repeat after me. Father, I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Christ, I break every attack of the enemy. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I forbid any more restriction of movement or manifestation of pain. Get out now. Back, I command you to be healed. And I release the peace of Jesus into this back right now for the glory of our great King, Jesus. Amen. Okay, take your hands off, have a seat. Guys, check your backs again. Check real good. Okay. Checking really good. All right. Now, if you're five or less, wave your hands at me. Five or less. If you're less than three, wave your hands at me. If you're a zero, wave your hands at me. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, you guys that are at, at, at zero, where it's all gone, sit down. And you other guys say standing. Listen, you guys who are, who are standing, because you show up, I want you to come up at the end, and we're, we're going to pray for you again at the end, okay? And, and is there anybody that is still at 10? Wave your hands at me. Still at 10. Okay, make sure and come up right afterwards and, and get prayer against you. Okay? Awesome. Bless you guys. You can have a seat. Now, if you've heard me ask this question before, you're not allowed to answer. How many people did I just prayed for that experienced healing? How many? All of them? How many is all of them? Just ballpark. Twelve? Who said, did you hear me say this before? You've got inside information. He's right. The gentleman over here is right. 
Zero. I didn't pray for anybody. I didn't pray for one single person. You did. All I did is give you the words. You activated Christ in you. You just put Jesus on display. Imagine doing that in your work tomorrow. Imagine doing that in the grocery store. Imagine doing that at the park. Imagine doing that at your kid's school. Imagine how many people would just blow their minds and they would come to Jesus. That's living the book of Acts. That's what we're supposed to do today. And every one of you have that in you. We just got to activate it. We got to activate it. Don't be discouraged when things don't happen the way that you want. You've obeyed. You've followed through. And the thing is, is you'll see more people healed as you pray for more people. It's like, it's like building a muscle. Why? I don't know. I can't prove it. You can't disprove it. I got the mic. You got to figure out if I'm right. But that's how I see it. And so when we put that out, imagine doing that, seeing that happen in the Muslim world, in closed nations. When I was, went to Afghanistan, they said they took 14 years from meeting somebody before they shared the gospel with them because they were playing it safe. And I told them, I said, I'm going to show you how to reduce 14 years down to 14 minutes. And it's called Live in the Book of Acts. And you're about to see footage of it here. That's from that movie, Finger of God 2. Guys, all we have to do is step out. The, all the Afghans that said, we haven't seen anybody heal, healed here in years. It had been years since they'd seen anybody healed. And part of what happens is when we don't see the results we want to, we stop. Well, Jesus said, go do it. He didn't say whether the results were there for you or not. Why? Because he gets glory no matter what. And when you go to do that, even when you think nothing happens, you've shifted the atmosphere. Why? Because you brought the kingdom. And when you bring the kingdom in obedience, the atmosphere shifts no matter what happens. That's proven out in Acts 19. Go read that. Sons of Sceva go to cast a demon out and it jumps on them, beats the tar out of them, strips them naked, sends them off. And you're thinking, what? I, I would call that a failure. I don't know about you. I'm just going for it as a failure. Guess what? It sparks what should have been one of the greatest revivals in all of that part of the world out of a complete and total failure. Word spread like crazy as a result out of a total blown failure. And yet, they, they, all of everybody gathered in the Colosseum shouting out the goddess Diana. And, and listen, this is so sad to me. You know what happened? believers held the apostle Paul back. Tragedy. Let me tell you something. That's a person you want to push out, not hold back. You want to push those people out. You want to get them out to the forefront, not, not hold them back. But imagine stepping out, and when we went to Afghanistan, we saw incredible things happen. And we were gonna, at the beginning of this footage, and this is here to encourage you. It's not here to say, look at the cool stuff I do. But imagine what can happen throughout the, the, the Muslim world. But let me tell you something. Changing the world starts right where you are. It starts across the street. It starts with your neighbor. It starts with the atheist that lives next door to you. With sharing to them and demonstrating the kingdom of God to them. That's where it starts. It starts right next door, right across the street. But anyway, at the beginning of this footage, it shows us slipping into the car when the police show up. That's not exactly how it happened. They had taken the camera away, and so we couldn't show. They're holding us at gunpoint. They're about to kill us. And God miraculously, you just see, <laughs> to this day, we're not totally sure how it happened, but the Lord just does stuff like that. Whenever you're in those situations, don't try to come up with a scheme or a plan to get yourself out. Rely on God to do it. He does a better job. All right? So anyway, let's watch this footage, and then I want to say something to you as a challenge for you to step out and do the same of what God's called you to. Let's roll that.
You mark my word. If we do what we're called to as the church of Jesus Christ, Afghanistan will be a Christian nation in 10 years. I'm willing to die on that hill. Afghanistan will be, and Pakistan will come much closer. Mike and I were there in last March. Pakistan is much closer and will come much faster. And we're going to get into uh, North Korea. I will be in North Korea, and we will be training in North Korea as well. But guys, where does this start? Right next door to you. Right in your work cubicle tomorrow. Changing the world starts right across the street. All of it's important. All of it. These brothers and sisters, their lives are... Many of the faces that you saw now are house church pastors with 10 and 20 people up under them. They could be killed at any moment. And you know what? They don't care because they've known love like they've never known. They've known peace like they've never known. They've known joy like they've never known. The Taliban leader, he's already raised two people from the dead since then. The guy's on fire. They killed his wife. And, he, and he, he had to flee into Iran. Can you imagine running to Iran to be safe? He had to flee to Iran, but it wasn't very too long where he sent a message back, and he goes, I have to go back because I have to share the gospel. I killed way too many Christians. I have to go back and preach the gospel. I have to pick up the baton of all those people I took out. And I have to continue the message. When I showed this in, in uh, Russia, the mini, there was two guys that were a part of the Russian military. They said, we know that guy from the Taliban. He was one of the most dangerous guys in the Taliban. And they knew, they showed me pictures of him from what they had as the Russian military of, of, of hit lists on it. Man, God is on the move. But it starts right where you're at. It starts right where you're at. And right now, if there's anybody here that you have just, if you would, bow your head and close your eyes just for a minute. If there's anybody here that you've not made a decision for Jesus and you want to join the greatest adventure that you will ever experience of your entire life, the greatest adventure you could ever live, if you want to do that right now and you want to make Jesus Lord of your life and you want to join the most exciting adventure you'll ever live and see the greatest work of God's miraculous power working through you, if that's you and you want to do that, just raise your hand right now. Raise your hand straight up in the air. Let me see. Keep them up. Keep your hands up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Raise your hand. Now, do me a favor. I want, you to, I want you to take it a step further. If you just raise your hand, I want you to stand up. Jesus stood up for you on the cross. He gave everything for you. I want you to stand up. If you're here and there was several, I saw several hands raised, don't be embarrassed to do this. This is the, being a part of the adventure, the greatest adventure. Bless you, sir. The greatest adventure you'll ever live. Stand up right now. If that's you, if that's you, God bless you guys. God bless you. Man, the courageous people. I love it when courageous people stand up for Jesus to accept him. Anybody else? Give you one more chance. Come on. Stand up. Stand up. Amen. Now, if you guys who are standing, I want you just to come down here, if you would. Take a step out. Man, we want to let God know that we're here, but we also want to stand up for him, but then we want to step out for him. We want to step out for him. Come on amazing God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you man welcome to the greatest adventure you will ever live
God bless you, man. Let me shake your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Come on. Come down. If that's you, come down. God bless you. Come on. So good. So good. Praise God. Praise God. The greatest adventure you'll ever live. God bless you. Bless you so much. Bless you. Let's pray with these guys. Would you you guys just repeat after me? We're all going to pray with you together because you're coming into the family. Father, we thank you for the work that Jesus did for us. And Jesus, we right now ask you to come. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of our past. Jesus, come into our lives. Be Lord of our lives. We embrace you as a manager of our lives and to follow you all of our days. Holy Spirit, fill me now and lead me to always follow Christ. And I thank you for heaven, the place you've prepared for me when I die. Thank you for it, Jesus. I don't deserve it, but I receive it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching and being a part of our online family. Subscribe to our channel for access to all of our videos and live services. You can also be notified when a new service becomes available if you ring the notification bell. We cannot do this without you. You can support this ministry and help us reach more people with the word by giving at reslife.org give. Thanks again for watching. Be blessed.